Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Another fantastic, fabulous edition of the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. And Chuck, before I introduce you, man, bring you on in. But I just love that theme music. I just love that beat, man. Dun, 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 dun. Man, it just it just gets me hyped, man. It just make me put the pads on and, and and call a neat counter to the right and just take it to the house, man. It just gets me hyped, man. But anyway, fans, it's Neek. My main man, Mr. C, better known as Chuck the Scholar. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, Nick. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Was that fantastic, fan, fabulous, fan? What was that? Fantastic. It's, it's, it's a combination of fabulous and some other word <laughs> that equals fantastic. I don't know what the other word is. It just it, it just came off the top of the dome, like I was freestyling or something. Man, you know, I think you might get that copyright, man, because you don't want none of these little young rappers, man. But, like, man, did he just say fantabulous? You know what? For my next song, I think I'm going to use that word, fantabulous. Yeah, so you don't want to, man. I'm telling you, man. Anyway, anybody there trying to steal Chuck's word, pay him. Please pay the man. Please pay my man, man, because, I mean, you know, fantabulous. I kind of like that, man. That's pretty cool, man. But anyway, tonight's show, fans, you know, Neek, I'm about to get in here and break down this Early playoff exit for my Giants and my Raiders. Just get my quick reflections real quick on our season. And uh, there's a lot of NFL coaching, head coaching news going on. Two coaches were hired today. One was hired a few days ago. So, you know, the coaching search is actually moving along. Um, also, word out of Oakland is that the Raiders are progressing in their move to Las Vegas. And eventually, hopefully, we don't know um, when that's going to happen. But the Raiders have until February 15th to file the move to Las Vegas. And then, of course, we're going to get into these divisional playoff rounds because this is the second round of the playoffs. And we got some great games coming up this weekend. And you know, fans, Neek and Chuck is going to break it down like we always do. But anyway, let me just start off and let me just congratulate my Raiders and my Giants on a great season because, you know, Chuck – I haven't had both these teams, both my teams in the playoff in the same year since, what, 14 years ago, man. You know, actually 16 years ago because the Giants went to Super Bowl in 2000, Raiders won the playoffs. 
Raiders lost in the AFC Championship game to the Baltimore Ravens because the Baltimore Ravens played my New York Giants in the Super Bowl, which we got that ass whooped, okay? But I don't want to uh, reminisce on that game. But, you know, man, it was a great season for my Raiders, man, 12-4. and four. I know, Chuck, before uh, we did our season preview show, you know, I think I was a little bit more ahead uh, as far as my prediction for the Raiders than you were. Am I correct on that? Uh, that's too far for me to recall. I mean, I know, I know that I know that the the Raiders uh, were a talented team. They had the pieces, uh, but who knew that the Broncos were going to be as bad as they ended up being? Uh, Kansas City was pretty damn good, and I thought that the Chargers was going to somehow improve, but it seems like they continue to regress and let you down every year. So. Um, so yeah, maybe, I mean, I, like I said, I don't recall specifically what we said, but I do know for the past over, over the past years, I felt that the Raiders was a talented team, but you were in the same division as the Super Bowl champions. And we, so no one could predict, well, I guess you could kind of predict that they were going to fall off being that they lost their, uh, Super Bowl winning starting quarterback, as well as their backup quarterback. So they were going to fall off a little bit, but we thought that defense was going to come out and be able to win the games for them, and they couldn't amount to that. So I didn't see two wildcard teams coming out of the AFC West. So, no, I probably didn't have the, the Raiders going to the playoffs, but, you know, you guys had a uh, you guys had a pretty good season, made to the playoffs, and, you know, lost in the wildcard game. All right. Yeah, we had a great season, man. I mean, Derek Carr, I mean, it's crazy, man, because Christmas Eve is a time to joy, um, time to uh, enjoy the night before Christmas. And, you know, we played that game and uh, against the Colts. And, you know, it was kind of meaningless, man, in the fourth – I think it was in the third quarter, yeah, when he um, broke his leg. But still, you know, it's, injuries happen, man. And, unfortunately, when he went down, it was pretty much wrapped. The players on the defensive side, yeah, you can do as much as you can to try to cheer your, cheer the rest of the guys up. But I'm sorry, man, the morale just <laughs> went right out, man, of our ball club, man. We just couldn't – we couldn't recover from that. And so we made it to the playoffs. I mean, that's not really. I I just need to jump here because that's not really a, an excuse. Because like you like you know. said, this happens all the time, and they're supposed to be professionals. I mean, like you know, we've talked before. I mean, the same scenario that happened to you guys happened to my Bengals last year, but I think it happened a week or two earlier than what happened with you guys. But either way, the quarterbacks were lost towards the end of the season on pretty much both you know stupid plays. And, you know, going right into the playoffs and, you know, you got to They're professionals, man. You, you got to be able to step mm-hmm. up. Yes. The backup quarterback is not going to be as good as the starting quarterback, but um, that's when other people on the team have to step up. Your running game has to step up. Your defense has to step up. And, you know, and it's like I said, same thing happened with my Bengals last year and they should have won that game until, you know, Jeremy Hill fumbled the ball. So, uh, so I feel what you're saying. I mean, yeah, but they're professionals. They're not the first team that this happened to. Um, and Houston just came out and and played better football. Yes, if Carr was in there, it could have been a different story, but he wasn't. Yeah, they played better football, but, you know, just pick it back off what you're saying. You also got to keep in mind, man, you Bengals been to the playoffs, man, last few years. We haven't. We, we, we new to the party, but I understand players got to step up. Crabtree should have stepped up. Cooper was invisible. But Matt came to play. Irvin came to play. But the rest of the team should have stepped up and played. Also, news out of Oakland is that the Raiders decide not to retain offense coordinator Bill Musgrave, despite 
the offense finishing six overall. And the the thing about Musgrave from a fan, diehard Raiders fan, is that he was too inconsistent as offensive coordinator. I mean, there were many games where Latavius Murray, our starting running back, will have 10, 12, 11, sometimes nine carries. And in his last game of the season, he had only five carries when we're trying to win the division and get that uh, and have that second seed in the AOC playoffs, you know, and which led to our head coach, Jack Del Rio, saying after the game, Murray only had five carries. How the hell that happened? So that's what I'm saying, man. I just think Bill Musgrave was just too inconsistent as offense coordinator. Um, you know, with now Derek Carr. Or in, go ahead. What you about to say, Chuck? How long has is Musgrave the only coordinator that Carr has known? Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But here's the, the thing, man. Here's the thing. When when Musgrave was with Jack Del Rio in Jacksonville, he only lasted two years. So he only lasted two years with Del Rio in Oakland. So I don't see Del Rio and Musgrave hooking up again. But let me finish this real quick. When Carr went down, the Raiders should have ran the ball. I mean, it should have been smash mob football. I mean, because you already know, man, we got the second best offensive line. Uh, we should have ran more halfback dives, counter traps. I understand that Donald Penn, our all-pro left tackle, went down. Um, couldn't play that uh, wild card game. Uh, but right now, the Raiders are going to stay in house. They're going to promote quarterback coach uh, Todd Downey. Uh, who's going to end up being the OC replacement. He is a very well-respected guy. He's a QB coach who worked with getting Stafford, Matthew Stafford on track, and he's worked with Derek Carr the last couple years. So as we head into this offseason, I mean, we got to extend contracts for Derek Carr. We got to extend Khalil Mack, get them going. A few guys, I say we need to cut. We need to just, just get rid of their ass because just, they just taking up space. First off, my boy DJ Hayden. Man, you know, you know, I always say it on the show, man. You know what has to has to happen to Hayden? He need to get dropped off. <laughs> yep, he needs to go. My big man Dan Williams making five million a year. You know what needs to happen with him? He need to get dropped off. My main man Austin Howard, man, making all that extra money as a backup tackle, couldn't get the job done in New York and coming to Oakland, struggling in the playoffs. Same thing with Malik Watson. You know what needs to happen with both of them guys? He need to get dropped off. <laughs> and my main man, my main man uh, Latavius Murray, our starting running back. Um, it's gonna be wait and see with him, man, because I think he's gonna get a big contract deal somewhere else. So. I don't think we can retain his services. He says he wants to stay in Oakland, so hopefully Reggie McKenzie, who is a genius at, you know, getting getting deals done, uh, very friendly contract deals done. So hopefully we can keep him in Oakland. And then last couple players, I just want to say Michael Smith, Sean Smith, the Smith brothers, man, I need to go. Sean Smith, you at the end of your career. I, I, I knew something was wrong when Kansas City got rid of you, man. I, I had a feeling. I was like, you know, he's a very tall, physical corner. But, man, he was getting giving up that ass so much this year, man. Oh, man. Whew. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to feel too bad, man, if we lose both of them. But that's the Raiders in a nutshell because we got a jam-packed show. And let me flip it over to my New York Giants. Well, let me put it like this. I was surprised by this season because when Jerry Reese, his job was on the line, right? You already know he's pretty much going to get fired this year. He had to make some changes. I never thought this man would go out and spend $200 million on the defense. Now, Chuck, we know that in the NFL, man, we spend $200 million on the defense or offense or whatever side of the ball. It usually doesn't work out, does it, Chuck? Uh, No, not for the most part, not especially in free agency. Exactly. 
But I have to give him credit, man. He hit the jackpot, man, because when you go get snacks, Damon Harrison, he was number one defensive tackle against the run this season, also was named to the NFL All-Pro first team, you know, and then Landon Collins. I know he's not free agent, but I'm just saying, man, I got to give kudos for Jerry Reese for drafting him, trading up to get him in the top of that second round. I mean, he's looking like he's going to be the NFC Defensive player of the year, and then we brought in Janoris Jenkins, Olivia Vernon, and then uh, Dominic Rogers Cromartie. I know we didn't bring him in, but I'm just saying that he was also named to the second uh, all pro team. So I'm just saying, man, Jerry Reese did a great job on that side, but there's always gonna be problems, man, when you spend too much money on one side of the ball. Because you got some holes on the offensive side of the ball. And when you got a 36-year-old quarterback like Eli Manning, and some people can say, yes, his game is declining a little bit. Arm strength is a little declining a little bit. But, I mean, come on, man. You got to keep Eli upright. I mean, Eric Flowers, man, the tackle we drafted a couple years ago. I know he's just, what, 22 or 23 years old. They're going to have to move him in the guard or move him over to the right side. He is not an NFL left tackle. We got to take care of that. We need a tight end. We need a big play wide receiver because Chuck – Chuck, just go ahead and get off your chest, man. How you feel about Victor Cruz? Let the fans know how you really feel about Victor Cruz. Well, you kind of caught me off guard because I I let all that energy uh, out <laughs> earlier this week. But as I said <laughs> in the past on the show, uh, and I don't think you was really feeling what I'm saying, but I think now you're on the bandwagon with your boy Victor Cruz because you was trying to uh, make excuses for him. Like, yeah, he's working hard to get back on the field and yada, 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 all that lip service. But I can see through that. I, I, I know, I know, a, uh, I know a jokester. I know a fraud. I know a fraudster when I see one. And Victor Cruz was a fraud. Yes, he's, he's not had some, some uh, uh, you know, some good season. But how long ago was that? You know, and for the past few, how long has he been injured? Nick? Like two or three years. And yep. he, I see him more on in commercials, on television, at parties, tweeting. I don't even tweet, do all that stuff. But I see him everywhere else, but on the football field. He finally came on the football field this season. And what did he do? He ain't really doing. He thirty nine catches, five hundred eighty six yards, fifteen fifteen yards per catch, and what touchdown? And he, Victor Cruz making all this money, talking all that stuff for the past three, two, three years, he had one more touchdown than you or I. So, you know, that's your boy. You was defending him. Victor Cruz, he's part of that, you know, uh, elite wide receiver crew that likes to go, you know, the week of the playoffs, likes to go down on a boat and chill and then show up to the playoff game and play like, play, you know, play like butt cheeks. So, so you know, so that's Chuck, your boy. Chuck. What's up? Chuck, Chuck, so, Chuck, Chuck, basically after you breaking it down, are you telling me he's a candidate to get what? He need to get dropped off. <laughs> I, it, he, to me, he was a candidate two years ago. So, Damn. so like, you know, I ain't really. So, you guys would be two years late <laughs> in cutting this dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as as far as I'm concerned, but you know, it's not my money. You know, and it's not my team. So, you know, I guess y'all enjoy having him in New York. He did his thing. But now if you want him cut, go ahead and cut him. But you're a little two years a little you two years too late. Yeah, man. I, you know what? I gotta agree with you because Victor Cruz is due nine million dollars this upcoming season. And like you just said, nine thirty nine catches. Nine million dollars and he had one freaking touchdown. So not only nine million dollars, 
for one touchdown, but nine million for thirty nine catches. <laughs> right. So one touchdown more than we got, and thirty nine catches more than we got. So like, it must be nice, you know. I, I might, you know, we might have to call the FBI on him because, uh, you know, that that dude robbing y'all. Nah, nah, nah. We ain't gotta call the FBI. You know who we need to call, right? You know who you know who we need to go get, right? Oh, we need to go get him, huh? Go on and get the gimp. <laughs> yeah, we can go get the gimp like the like the Sandman at the Apollo Theater. Yep. Go right, on, right. Go, go on and wake him up. Go on and get the gimp. Go on and get him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But anyway, but anyway, man, I just want to say, man, it was a good season for the Giants, man. Even though the wide receivers didn't show up and make plays, and and you know, I'm I'm not gonna. Say that that boat trip, man, down to Miami with them, uh, you know, saying rocking the Timberlands and the jeans and a, and the beanies on, on on a boat in Miami, man, that 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 that's just crazy, man. I don't know if maybe they had fevers or something wrong with they uh they they blood count low or I don't know what's going on. I know what it I, was. I, just, I know what it was, Neat. They flew commercial and they and they just <laughs> and they didn't want to have them. They didn't want to have to check no bag because you know checking bags is for suckers. And they, they didn't want to pay that extra fee. So they was like, man, we just going to go down with what we got on. Got off the plane, had, had they book bag with their little uh, Dre, uh, Beats by Dre in there. And they was good. <laughs> Save on that. Everybody, people know about our fans fly. They know about that baggage fee. Them, them, right, them, right. Rich, them rich dudes weren't trying to pay all that money for no for no luggage. All right, so Chuck, let's go ahead and say it. To, let's say it together. Checking bags in this suckers. <laughs> yeah, fans. Yeah, that's our that's our uh, advice for the week for the day is fans checking bags is for suckers. Don't don't go out there check no bags. You get off the plane, you gotta wait by that carousel. Shoot, why you waiting? I'm already on my way to wherever I'm going. While y'all standing there waiting on y'all bag, which was probably lost anyway. Now you gotta go to the counter <laughs> and talk to that and talk to that mean lady back there, like yo, I, they lost my bag. It yeah, you gotta go through all that, man. So yeah, check the bags is for suckers, man. But hold on, Nick. Before we, you know, get to these games, upcoming games, let me ask you this. Okay. So you don't think so if so for our fans that don't know, like you were just explaining. The wide receivers for the New York Giants, after their victory the week before, they went down on their day off from New York City down to Miami, Florida, to hang out and party on a boat with Justin Beefer or some somebody like that, right? And mm-hmm. then they came back. They didn't miss. They didn't miss practice. They didn't miss mm-hmm. a minute of work, a scheduled work with the Giants. But then. Come what get what day was that game, Nick? Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then come Sunday. All of them have a terrible game. So let me ask you, Nick. You don't think there's any correlation between these dudes going to Miami on their day off? They didn't. They didn't break no laws. They didn't hurt nobody. Yeah. There's no correlation. For them getting on a plane, traveling down there, then coming and doing whatever they did down there, and then coming back. And then five days later, six days later, all of them have a horrible game. Or is that just coincidence? <clears throat> well, let, let me say it like this. First of all, it could be part of the Justin Bieber curse. Because why the hell you go down to Miami hang with Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber's like, what, five, six years younger than these guys. For Victor Cruz, who's close to our age, he's like 12, 13 years younger. 
I don't get that at all. And why you, I don't get going down hanging with Justin Bieber, <clears throat> excuse me, on the, uh, what was that, Monday they did that? So, or Sunday, whatever they did that. But it just doesn't make sense, man. And then second of all, why didn't you take Tavares King? You see what happened? Tavares King, our uh, fourth wide receiver, didn't go. And guess what? He had a touchdown and four catches for 73 yards. So Tavares King said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and keep my butt here in New York because I'm cool on Justin Bieber. <clears throat> and I don't feel like going down there. And I don't know if, you know, Tavares King is a social media king. I don't know if he's a, uh, you know, likes to be on Instagram, likes to be out there like that on social media. But I guess, man, you might have to say that because Tavares King was the only one that stepped up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was funny yeah. because Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman was like, who is this? Who is this guy? I know it was a shocker, and I mean, I know who he is because, you know, I'm a diehard Giants fan, but it's funny how this guy who didn't go stepped up and made a play. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I brought that up because you already know, I don't, whatever is being said in the media or whatever is most popular, I usually go the total opposite way. I'm like, whatever, whatever they're saying is bullshit. Uh, I'm sorry, we we got kids listening. It's bull snot or bull poo-poo, and I'm going to give you the real. So in this case, every everybody, even the media, is talking about, oh, that didn't have an effect on them, on their players. I'm like, the hell it didn't. Yes, it happened <laughs> five or six days prior or, uh, prior or, or whatever, but it still had an effect. And right. the thing <clears throat> I learned – from that is that these dudes, the dudes that went care more about partying, hanging out, kicking it with Justin Bieber in Miami more than they care about being champions. Okay. Because, All right. Well, let me go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cause, I mean, because it, you would be 100% focused. Now, have there been other players in the past that's stepped away prior to something big like this to unwind, to disconnect themselves and all this other stuff? Yes. But when it came to game time, they performed. These dudes didn't perform. And, 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 you, and you got this one guy, you know, uh, what's his, Beckham, Odell Beckham, who's this phenomenal talent. He wants to be this, I don't know what he wants to be, I'll, you know, with that dye in his hair. But, you know, he's a very talented guy. He, I'm sure he wants to be the greatest to ever play. You ain't, co- you ain't the greatest to ever play with four catches for 28 yards in a playoff game. And you dropped a, a, no touchdowns, and you're supposed to have these great hands, these great 100, one-handed catches, and you drop a nice pass in the end zone, and you just dropped it. So that's what I get from it. They care more about that aspect, partying and all that other stuff, than winning that game. Let me let me just let me just end off on this, man. Here's my message to the uh, Giants wide receivers, and this is for Victor Cruz because you're the elder of this wide receiver, young wide receiver crew. If you want the spotlight, be prepared to shine in the spotlight. Let me say it once again. If you want the spotlight, be prepared to shine in the spotlight on the field on game day. All right, I'm just going to throw it out there, man. And another thing that pissed me off, Victor Cruz is the long veteran of this wide receiver group. And he allowed all this to go on, man. Beckham just probably came up and said, Vic, man, let's go down to Miami. Let's go kick with uh, Justin Bieber. Cruz, you making $9 million a year. 
Step up and be a leader and say, nah, man, we, we, let's, well, let's wait till we get to Super Bowl. After we won the Super Bowl, let's handle our business Sunday in Green Bay. Let's stay focused for the whole week because we need a whole week of preparation because we're going up to Green Bay taking on AR. And you already know how Aaron Rodgers is and how he gets down. You saw what he did. He, um, that's what, that just doesn't make no sense, man. What was the leadership from Victor Cruz? So right then and there, not only did his play did not meet his contract, but also – uh, he needs to be cut for not being that leader that he that he should be, man. I'm sorry, man. You because the problem with Victor Cruz, like you said, Chuck, and like I said, we got to move on. But the problem with Victor Cruz, man, it seems like he doesn't he's love the NFL game. He does, yeah. He's a froster. He doesn't love and have passion for an NFL game. He loves what the NFL game provides for him. That's his problem, man. But anyway, we got to move on. So there's a lot of uh, NFL coaching news. Um, there's been actually there's been three hires since last show. The Jacksonville Jaguars decided to uh, keep in the house and hire Doug Maroney, which was actually not a bad move because if you look at the Jags' last two games of the season, in Week 16 they beat the Titans, who were trying to get in the playoffs, 38 to 17, and Bortles looked very good in that game. And then Week 17 they lost a close one to the ending now 24 to 20, and they were winning 17 to 3 at halftime. So what I'm saying is that ever since Bradley left <laughs> the last two games, Doug Maroney had this team playing. Also, the Buffalo Bills uh, hired uh, former Panthers defensive coordinator Sean McDermott, which is a solid move right there, defensive-minded guy. We'll see how that works out in Buffalo because we all thought it was going to be Anthony Lynn. But the ownership of the uh, Pegula family, they decided to go with McDermott. And then the Broncos hired former Bengals, or former Bengals coach, uh, assistant coach, uh, who was also the Miami Dolphins defense coordinator this past season, Vance and Joseph. So with these moves being said, man, being named today, you know, we can't really get too much opinion on this because this is what these organizations want. You know, we have to wait and see next two, three years how they pan out. But, you know, that, that Broncos job, man, that's a great job to take. Now Vance Joseph can get that offense going, find him a quarterback, man, that's a good job right there. Hopefully he can have good success there. Chuck, you want to add anything real quick before we move on? Uh, Just – just a quick thing about the Broncos hire. I think it's an interesting hire because obviously uh, Mike Shanahan's son was in the running for this job. And as we know, his father used to coach there. And I think he was even an assistant coach there with the Broncos. So John Elway is very familiar with this guy, yet he chose and, and he's an offensive guy. And that's what the Broncos need right now. That's what their biggest Achilles heel this entire season was, was that offense. Uh, so it's interesting to me that he passed on Shanahan to go with Vance Joseph, who is a defensive guy, who their strength mm-hmm. the past couple of years in Denver has been that defense, has been Wade Phillips. And that's another thing that's surprising me. He didn't give Wade Phillips a shot. Is he, is he discriminating because of age? I don't know. But I just find that to be an interesting hire. I'm familiar with Vance Joseph because he spent two years in Cincinnati as a defensive back coach. And in those two years – his last year there was was Adam Jones's best year of his career. So Vance Joseph know how to know how to coach some coach some defense, know how to coach at least a secondary. <clears throat> you know, so I don't think it's gonna be a big drop off on this on this uh Broncos defense, but what's gonna be with up what's gonna be up with the offense, man. How that offense is gonna react, what kind of offense is Vance gonna be able to assemble. But like I said, I found it very interesting he passed on Shanahan and Wade Phillips to bring in this defensive guy. Also Wade Phillips <clears throat> excuse me, fans, also Wade Phillips, 
uh, contract is up, and it looks like he's going to be out as Vance Joseph is looking at hiring Joe Woods as the new defense coordinator of the Denver Broncos. So, hey, Wade Phillips is available, fans. Uh, so, if you <laughs> if your team needs a defensive coordinator, hey, Wade Phillips is the guy. Got to have the pieces in place, though. All right, divisional round. Some great games this weekend. Chuck, I am so excited for Saturday and Sunday. And we're going to kick it off this Saturday with the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Atlanta. And I'll tell you what, man, <clears throat> this is going to be an interesting game. But I'm leaning towards more the Falcons in the shootout, mainly because Earl Thomas is in there. And the thing of it is, I don't know how the Seattle Seahawks defense is going to be able to contain the two running backs, Tevin Coleman and, uh, and uh, Devontae Freeman. Because, you know, the Falcons love to run that split backs, get the ball to the um, uh, running backs off the backfield. Definitely on those mismatches with the linebackers, they definitely can win that. And then we already know about the receiving core with uh, Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, Justin Hardy, uh, my boy Robinson, then old Brownie, Taylor Gabriel, getting his career back on track, you know. And so, man, I'm, I just it's going to be interesting. So all I know is that, uh, 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 Deshaun Sheed and uh, Jeremy Lane need to be on their A game this game. This second Seattle Seahawks secondary can't have no miscommunications. <laughs> they can't have no secondary breakdowns because it's going to be Atlanta touchdown. Matt Ryan touchdown. But the matchup, man, I really want to see is Julio Jones going up against Richard Sherman. I also want to keep an eye on uh, Jimmy Graham going against the uh, uh, Falcons uh, rookie linebacker, Deion Jones, who's actually up for defensive rookie of the year award. I mean, this linebacker has speed. He can hang with Graham, but this is going to be interesting, man. And hopefully the Seattle Seahawks, if they can control that clock. Uh, we know Thomas Rawls ran for 161 yards last week against the Lions. And if they can run that ball effectively and get pressure on Matt Ryan, uh, they got a shot. But I just don't think, man, they can keep up with this Falcons offense, man. I just think Errol Thomas is the big factor, man, who not being in this game because he's the leader of that secondary. So, with that being said, I got to go with the Falcons 38-28. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm going with the Falcons, too. And you brought up some great points. Um, I think my – as far as Seattle goes, the, the guy that I think that really needs to have a big game and show up, Besides the obvious, obviously Russell Wilson has to be a good game because he's the quarterback. But you mentioned Jimmy Graham. I think Jimmy Graham can be the so-called X factor, uh, you know, after a disappointing start, after being traded from, you know, the Saints to Seattle. This dude, he's coming he's coming back to the old Jimmy Graham form. You know, on the season, he's 65 yards or 65 receptions, 923 yards. He's kind of lacking in the, in the touchdown department, but that's not always his fault. But I think in this game – Jimmy Graham needs a big game. I, I, if he can get two touchdowns and approach 100 yards and make some big catches and move the chains, I think Seattle can pull this out. But like you mentioned, Deion Jones, uh, he's uh, to me he's maybe the third or maybe the third or fourth best rookie so far this year, and that's behind Dak Prescott. You know, maybe it's only Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, and maybe uh, you know your boy from um, Kansas City, and then Deion Jones. You know, he, he's had an excellent year, but he's a small guy. He's six one, you know, and Jimmy Graham is six 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 seven. So he has to use that size. D.I. Jones has the speed to keep up with him. But Jimmy's really going to have to use that body, get that separation. If, Jim, if uh, Jimmy Graham can have a big game, I think Seattle can pull it out. But Damn. for whatever reason, 
I ain't got faith in Jimmy right now, so I'm going to go with Atlanta, too. <laughs> All right. The number one ranked defense, which is the Houston Texans, take it on up to Foxborough to take on a well-rested Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And I'm going to tell you like this, man. Uh, there's no ch- there's no shot for the Texans. I don't see it because it kills me listening to some of these commentators and the analysts and these writers. They were talking about, oh, Brock Osweiler looked like a pro bowler last week against the Raiders. I'm like, really? Only 14 completions for 168 yards and a touchdown? That's pro bowl playing? Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh-uh, that's not going to work against uh, New England Patriots. I'm sorry. And then Lamar Miller, 31 carries for only 73 yards. That offensive line need to open some holes for him in this game against the Patriots. But with that being said, man, I ain't got to talk too much about the Patriots because all they got to do is just play New England ball. Play Belichick, Brady ball, they're going to be okay. You know, they don't make many mistakes. They probably was just licking their chops, man, when they was watching that Raiders uh, Texas. I was like, okay, we're going to tackle them there. We're going to get them right there. We know that Texas secondary has been playing very well, but it all comes down to Clowney. Clowney's going to have to have about six, seven sacks. I mean, if he had Watt in there, you know, I'm seriously, man, if he had Watt next to him, then maybe this game would be closer than that. And the spread right now, you know, Patriots are fair by 15. I think they'll cover that. I don't know, man. It could be a little closer than what you think maybe in the first half. But I think the Patriots are just too strong, man. They're going to blow this game open and they'll win this game. Nah, they ain't got a shot uh, uh, in terms of the Texans. <laughs> you had it right. They're going to – New England beat the brakes off of them. But Texans have very good season. And finally, finally, my boy – Javion Clowney is showing what he can do. Because that dude, he balled. He balled against the Raiders. Um, <clears> and I've been I've been on this guy since his high school days. You know, Chuck and loves I was worried. Fans. He loved him some clowns. And I was and I was worried. He I was gonna I was gonna have to get to put that B on him one of these days because you know he started his career with those injuries and it just seemed like his motor wasn't there. But on the opposite side, you know, I, I had in the back of my mind I had faith that JJ was gonna get him right. You know, and now that JJ is out, Javion Clowney is stepping up. Like I told you, Nick, uh, and with the game last week with the Raiders that. That Houston, Texas secondary, they was going to be able to keep up with those Raiders wide receivers. Um, now, you say the Raiders wide receivers just had a bad game. I just say that the, that the Texans corners, they can play when they come to play. So, if all that said, even though I said this is going to be a beatdown, I think your boy Romeo Cornell, he knows this team. He knows Tom Brady. He knows this organization. So, I think that defense is going to perform well. But that Texans offense ain't going to be able to do jack poo-poo against uh, Belichick and the schemes and this New England Patriots defense. So it's just going to be a beat down, uh, but great year for the Texans. All right. Rematch game. Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Early in the season, Pittsburgh went to Kansas City and beat them down. But this is a different Kansas City team, man. We didn't know about Tyreek Hill. Justin Houston wasn't back yet. And Justin Houston is back. Travis Kelsey is balling. Tyreek Hill is the X factor, man. He's the speedy Gonzalez for this offense. And I'm gonna tell you what, man. I think the Chiefs gonna win this game. It's gonna be a very close game. It's gonna be a defensive struggle early in the game. But I think you might see the teams put up a little bit of points, second half, whatever. But I think for the Chiefs, man, just get the ball to your playmakers. I think Macklin 
could have a big game. Keep eye on Macklin this game because he's going to be going up against the rookie, Artie Burns. And Artie Burns has been playing pretty solid this year, man, man. But I could see Macklin getting deep on a couple deep posts. And then for Pittsburgh, man, Big Ben, he needs to be great on the road to Arrowhead because away from Heinz Field, he has nine touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's not great on the road like that. And so this defense, man, they need to cover. They need to tackle. And they need to tackle Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, man. So with that being said, I got I just gotta go with the Chiefs, man, because I just I just think this offensive line, Gilbert and Villanueva, uh, the Steelers tackles, they gonna have their hands full with D Ford, Justin Houston, and Chris Jones. They gonna be coming. They gonna be coming after Big Ben, and Big Ben's already has ankle problems. So with that being said, I'm taking the Chiefs 24-21. Well, you said the rate uh, that the Steelers offensive line has their hands full. I think this. Steelers defense have their hands full because like you just brought up Tyreek Hill this dude this dude is a monster you know I mentioned him earlier when I was talking about the top rookies he's he's third behind Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott and that's just because they've been playing phenomenal football I mean if it weren't for them to do Tyreek Hill this dude is unmatched he has unmatched speed he's a playmaker and it's hard to deal with a playmaker you can't stop a playmaker. You know, you can only hope to contain him. And I don't think the Steelers have the tools on the defensive side of the ball to be able to stop Tyreek Hill at all or even on special teams. Um, and then I ain't even talked about quarterback Alex Smith. He can run. He's a running quarterback. So even if his wide receivers are covered, somehow are covered, he still pull the ball down and run. Yes, I do understand that the Steelers have some very fast linebackers out there, but all he needs is a few yards. All he needs to do is get across that that first down marker and, and reset the down, you know, for in his first down again. So I think you said that Steelers offensive line has their hands full. This Steelers defense, to me, has their hands full, especially you dealing with Andy Reid, uh, who's a veteran, who's very underrated head coach. I'm very excited. I, I want him to get to another Super Bowl this year. And how they get there is going through the Steelers. So I, I take the Chiefs in this game. <clears throat> All right. Green Bay Packers coming into Big D, taking on these Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to tell you like this. Dallas Cowboys medical staff, you better get ready. You better have them IVs ready. You better have that water ready because that's Dallas secondary. They they, they, they might be having a lot of cramps. They're going to need some IVs because these Packers wide receivers ain't no joke, man. They're going to be running up down the field, Barry Church, Claiborne, Carr, Jones. Woo! Scandrick, they gonna have their hands full with these Packers wide receivers, man, because they go five deep. And we are—I ain't even talk about Jeff Janis, man. They got a new kid named Geronimo Allison in the mix, you know, with Nelson Cobb and Devontae Adams, man. Woo! I'm just saying, man, you might see a lot of cramps in that Cowboys secondary. They're gonna be hurting. They're gonna be running up down the field trying to keep up these wide receivers. Ar, man, Aaron Rodgers—he's on fire. I mean. I kind of want to go with the Packers, man, because they won seven straight. They are on fire, man. But it's just they don't have balance on offense. They just like to win just throwing the ball, and I, I guess that's okay. I mean, we got to see if Jordan Nelson going to play. He did break his ribs, but he'll probably play, man. I think he's going to uh, uh, end up playing in this game. But I think the Packers, they need to pound Kristen Michael, man. They need to get him about 20-plus carries to be balanced. But with that being said, they probably ain't going to do it. They probably, ah, the hell with you, Nick, man. We going to do what we do. Let AR do his thing. Yeah, that's probably what they going to do. For the Cowboys, just don't change anything. Don't change anything offense. Keep doing what you do. The question for the Packers, man, can this front seven be physical enough 
You know what I'm saying? To contain uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Don't let Dak Prescott run around. Keep him in the pocket. Force him to beat you with throwing the ball because he know he can make plays outside the pocket. That being said, man, dang, man, I want to take these Packers, man, so I can just let everybody here in Dallas just have it. So I can just come into work Monday morning saying, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know? grow some huevos, Nick. Grow some huevos. You remember you remember yeah. Major League, uh, the movie Major League Baseball, too. Yeah, grow yeah. some huevos. Yeah, I was just telling one of my coworkers today, I said, man, you know, I, I hope these Packers beat y'all, man. So y'all can come on over to the, uh, to my Giants, to our playoff couch, sit on the couch with us, <laughs> you know, watch mm-hmm. the NFC Championship game next week. And then next thing you know, I say, how about them Cowboys? And then I ask you, you want some nachos? Do you want some salsa? <laughs> so right. with that yeah, being so said, man. Pick them Packers then. Yeah, also, you know baby. what, man? I'll, Cowboys going to win, but I'm picking the Packers. <laughs> I don't take the Packers because I'm going to pick the Cowboys, even though I am the only one who's been riding with Aaron Rodgers all year long. And I say it every damn show. Beginning of the season, everybody, what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) Oh, what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? And I told you then, ain't a damn thing wrong with Aaron Rodgers. And you guys are bearing witness. This guy's amazing, but even with that said, this is a team sport through and through. This is why this football is American football, not that damn soccer that they call football across the everywhere else. But no America. hate, Chuck. No hate on the soccer. <laughs> but this is why American football is the best team sport out there because it takes a, a collective effort, takes an entire team, and even though Aaron Rodgers is the monster, it don't matter if they had Tom Brady. They, it don't matter who they had back there, Superman, to be playing quarterback for the Packers. I just, I just, I'm not sold on this Packers defense, especially against this cow against the Cowboys running game. If somehow they could stop the Cowboys running game, the Packers, I believe, have a shot in this game. But I just don't see it. There's no any person with any type of common sense. If you're saying, yes, they can stop them, you're just being delusional, which is sometimes is good to be delusional. But up until this point, there's been no evidence that you could stop this running game when this offensive line is healthy. So in, in this time of the year, playoff football, you need to run the ball. And that's what the Cowboys – do well. Dak Prescott, all he needs to do is take care of the ball and move the chains. And then when they get in the red zone, you know, boom, hit Jason Witten, boom, toss toss up toss up a fade to um uh toss up the fade to, you know, your wide receiver. And that's it. Just take care of the ball, brother, and move the chains. And then hand it off to Ezekiel Elliott and our offensive line gonna open up these massive holes. And then it's gonna be a shootout. So I see this guy to be a shootout. But it's not that running game just eats up the clock, man. It's just a beautiful mm. thing when you're yeah, able to run the ball. And the Packers, like you said, they ain't gonna be able to run the ball. Fat boy Eddie Lacy, I see him get like 50, 55 yards. Uh, you know, Eddie Lacy's out. There's no oh, Lacy. There's no Starks. All only thing they yeah. have is Chris Michael and the wide receiver who is now the running back, Ty Montgomery. 
<laughs> oh yeah, so they, yeah, they got the wide receiver back there running back. Yeah, so they won't be able to run the ball. So he just can't go out there and sling it around. These Packers or these the Cowboys are just gonna be too much. They're just too much of a, a complete team right now to lose. Because if they but if they lose, oh brother, this that's like a monumental collapse because <laughs> be, and you can't and, and the media will blame it on Dak Prescott, but it wouldn't be his fault. You know what I mean, it, they, but it would just be a monumental collapse if the Cowboys was to lose to these Packers because the Packers, all they have is their passing game. And their defense, if their defense could step up somehow, but then if they <clears> step <throat> up and, and stop that run, that Prescott just take care of the ball, man. Just hit the wide open receivers. Just hit my boy Dez. You know, fans, like I've said in past shows, I've gone to the Cowboys camp. And I saw Dez uh, Bryant practicing in person, and I fell in love with him because I saw the passion. Everybody else want to hate on him. I love Dez Bryant, even though he played for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but so, you know, he's a passionate so who you player. Got, oh, I'm going with the I'm going with the Cowboys. All right, you got the Cowboys. All right, all right. Yeah, so you got the Cowboys. the Cowboys. All right, fans. If you missed the show live, always go to iTunes, look for Anik and Chuck, Pro Football Talk Show. You can always download our shows, listen to our classic shows, listen to our season preview show we did way back when last year, back in August. With that being said, fans, Nick, Chuck, hope you enjoy a fantastic divisional playoff round football. We will. And go Packers, because I hate the Cowboys. Hope they lose. And then I hope I can be be. at work on Monday. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know, I know, man. Once again, what'd you say, Chuck? What's that? What'd you say, Chuck? You be what? <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, that being said, fans, see you next week, fans. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.